Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, and uh, here I am again recording a lovely new episode for our Neo4j podcast series. And um, yeah, today it's uh, it's interesting, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm joined here by uh, someone from the UK, Chris Scarden from Turner. Hey Chris. Hey Rick, how are you? Yeah, I'm very, very well, and you, yourself? I'm good, thank you. Super, super. Hey Chris, you know we've we've been interacting and you know, known each other for a couple of years already, and you've been in the Neo4j ecosystem for a while. But I was triggered to get you on this podcast because of the .NET client announcement, right? Yep. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us who you are, Chris. You know what, what have you been doing uh, with Neo for the past couple of years? Right. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm Chris. I'm a freelance developer. Um, I spend Pretty much all my time in the uh, .NET frame um, namespaces, and uh, a couple of years ago, um, a client came to me and asked me um, to sort of have a look at how to do sort of how to develop one of their systems for them. Um, and I spent some time going through various uh, NoSQL databases to try and hunt out the best ones for their environment, and came across Neo4j. Probably around about version one six, I think, um, and I've kind of stuck with it since then. Um, it's I've addictive, done, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's very addictive. I mean, you know, I use I, I use lots of uh, different databases at the same time. I don't, you know, not restricted to just one or the other, but I find myself gradually moving more and more towards just sort of putting everything into Neo because it it works and does everything I need it to do. Super, that's great to hear. And and you know, what was the main attraction when you sort of started going with it? You know, what was the domain like, or what was the the main reason for for going to uh, to Neo? Well, the domain is a large. Um, you know, I don't think there's a, the thing with databases is that you can pretty much fit any domain into any database. Um, I agree. It doesn't really matter. Um, you you can always fudge something into it if you want to. But what I found with um, Neo was that it just it fitted without me having to translate anything. I didn't have to write a, a set of, you know, translation um, tables in my SQL Server or start putting in weird links in my document database to try and hook things around and find things. It was just automatically linked, and it makes navigating through the um, uh, the domain a lot easier. Um, I mean, the domain in this aspect was kind of um, it's kind of like a sort of it's a, <laughs> It's very hard to describe, really. It's kind of basically, basically, it was a graph, um, <laughs> and the graph database just fitted in exactly as you they, they described it to me, and it it was a graph. Um, you know, they drew it out on paper. It looked like a graph. Everything they've ever drawn has been a graph based. It's it just was what it should have always been. Um, and you know, Neo was fast and performant, and it's it's worked well for me since then. Super. So so. Um my second question on these podcasts is always, you know, you know, why did you get into get into uh, graph databases? So it's, I guess, it's mostly around the modeling then for you, right? It's uh, the modeling fit uh, that 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 sort of drove you there. Yeah, yeah, I think the modeling the modeling fit and being able to query things. You know, obviously starting off in one six, Cipher was fairly, um, uh, you know, fairly basic, mm-hmm. um, and there was still you were still doing queries using Gremlin, um, and those were the days. <laughs> yeah, back in the days. Um, and gradually over time, it's um, 
it's you know moved much more towards cipher and cipher is just the much nicer language to use it's um it's a lot clearer to read um you can still get still get in the wrong you know easily get it wrong sometimes but in general you can sort of take something that's generated from the cipher and just read it and it's you know it makes sense you know what you're pulling out because you can see it um and i think as cipher gets more and more things added to it uh, i think it'll just get better and better yeah it's good yeah absolutely so and, and what about the net client you know how how and why did you get into into that uh, that's that's probably an interesting story as well <laughs> <laughs> well yeah okay so being um net developer uh First thing which pretty much every .NET developer will do is they'll fire up Visual Studio, create yourself a little little console test app to hook against the database, and head into uh, the NuGet world and do a quick search for um, Neo4j. So NuGet's like our um, package manager, so the equivalent for Ruby, I think, is things like Gems. Um, I'm not sure what PHP has or uh, Python or any of those, but it's kind of just like a package manager. Mm-hmm. And you do a search for Neo4j, and the top one pops up is Neo4j client. Um, you know, there's a couple of other small ones which uh, are developed independently or by other people. Um, but generally, I'm going to go with the biggest one because it's the the, uh, the one that seems to have the most sort of documentation and users on it, and like most likely to give me help when it goes wrong. Yep. Um, and I started using it. After a little while, you know, there's there's a few things you want to have in it, or there's a few things which, you know, a few bugs, and you know, issued a few pull requests. Started answering questions on Stack Overflow to, um, firstly, to help myself learn how to do the different things that people are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also help the community because, uh, you know, the more people who can use it easily, the more people there are to evangelise in a sense and uh, get it out there. Um, and gradually over time, I just took over. Oh, you know, I started doing a few more pull requests and answering more and more Stack Overflow. And then we hit our, our hiatus for a year or so, um, where the original author, Tatham, had to sort of step back because of uh, many things, life generally. Yes. Um, and um, Life gets yeah, in the way. <laughs> it does get in the way. Yeah. Uh, and we spent a lot of time without any um, you know, pull requests, really small pull requests were maybe getting sort of pushed through fine. But you know, the big one, which we'd missed for a while was transaction support Um, and the pull request that existed for that was was massive I mean it was was good it was was, but it it was such a big change that Tatham just would never have had the time to to do it Um, and so it kind of languished there for for a while Um, and then about I guess four or five months ago um, you know Tatham popped up on the on the sort of client's GitHub page and said, you know, I, I don't have time. Um, I'm looking to hand this over to find someone. And, you know, I'd been doing a lot of help on Stack Overflow and stuff. And I sort of I said, you know, I'll take over. And then, sort of, long story short, I have. Yeah, super. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't tell you how, uh, how happy I and we are about that because it's, uh, you know, obviously it's a big commu- development community and um, uh, it's really important for us to have someone maintain and, and help with that so um, thank you so much for doing that really appreciate it um, so so maybe just a, a final question here you know what, what, where is this going Chris you know where is this growing from your perspective you know, how do you see graphs evolve in in the dotnet world in general and you know how do you see the dotnet 
client, the the J client, evolve in the next couple of uh, months and years? You know, any any sure. comments on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the client itself. We'll start start with that. Um, I think that's going to uh, keep tabs with um, updates to the actual server itself. So you know, two three comes out soon, and hopefully we're going to cater for everything that's in there. Um, and then you know, when version three comes out, we're looking at. Well, I'm looking at adding the ability to use the Bolt um, serializer underneath it instead of just Ooh, using REST. Lovely. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I'd like to get it to be as good as, you know, some of the other NoSQL databases are in terms of .NET usage. Um, and that's going to just end up adding a few sort of niceties around and, in, you know, investigating whether something like a link driver is, you know, feasible or or, you know, even I even worthwhile doing, um, uh, and kind of seeing how basically you're just going to see see how it goes and keep on pushing it and adding new bits into it, um, and hopefully just make it faster and and better. Um, in terms of graphing in in .NET world, you know, hopefully more more people will start to use it. Um, you know, it's it's. I'm lucky. I work for a work for myself so I can sort of help pick the databases yep. and I don't have the um, problem of being sort of weighed down by a, a big load of servers behind me which all run SQL Server and they've paid for all the licenses so they're going to use those SQL servers until their licenses run out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I can pick faster databases, different databases and I think um, you know .NET's moving that way now. People are starting to use the different databases more and more um, and hopefully, you know, Neo fits into there well. It's a, you know, it's a, a well-known graph database that performs well. And you know, .NET does interact with it fine. I don't, you know, I don't have any problems with it. I've, you know, I've actually gone through and converted Torn over the last couple of months from uh, a document database to Neo4j. Um, aside from a dramatic cut in code base, yeah, um, it's been. It hasn't been that hard to do, um, and I'm very pleased with it. And I think you know it gives me a lot more forward momentum. I can do a lot more with my projects now when they're based around the graph than I could do with the document. I think a lot less um, uh, problems with them. I, you know, it's a lot easier to do. Super, cool. Well, I mean, that's great input and great feedback and uh, I'm sure lots of people are uh, excited to see uh, to see uh, you know the .NET client but also you know Neo4j in the, in the .NET world evolve that way um, thanks again for your help good luck with uh, Turner and, and, and your uh, your projects um, for different uh, for different clients and um, I think I'll, I'll see you uh, and buy you a beer at uh, Graph Connect right? Yep, yeah I'll see you there <laughs> I'm looking forward to that Chris Very cool. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Speak to you soon, mate. Bye.